Hello, brothers and sisters. I'm glad to be with you one more time on this Thursday. We're talking about grace by grace through faith. Hallelujah. Father, Lord, I thank you for this ministry. Lord, I thank you for the ones that are listening. And Father, cause them to be edified, Lord Jesus, at a glorious rate. Lord Jesus, let your words, Lord, let Christ, for you are the word. Let Christ be built, Lord, into their spirit, Lord, mightily, so that they'll stand on a solid foundation, Father. Lord Jesus, reassure them, Lord, that your words are right, that they have eternal life by believing on you, Lord, that they are saved, Lord Jesus, by confessing, with, confessing you with their mouth and believing with their heart. Lord Jesus, cause my words, Lord, to have a heavy anointing on them, Lord, to reassure them, Lord, in their heart, to reassure them in their mind, to reassure them in their inner man, so that the spirit of might will be upon them, Lord, because of the confidence that they have in you. Lord, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that the words that I'm speaking, they will not return void, but it will accomplish what it was sent out to do. Hallelujah. Well, brothers and sisters, I'm going to give you a homework assignment. I want you to read the, the book of Romans, particularly the Romans, the fifth chapter, all of it good, but I want you to read Romans, the fifth chapter, and I want you to meditate it. In other words, I don't want you to just read it fast. I want you to read Romans, the fifth chapter, and it might take you an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, but you could do it on, uh, you don't have to do it all in one day, but read two or three, four or five scriptures and then just look at them for about 10 minutes. And whatever it says about you positive, you go ahead and make it out of confession. Now, I'm about to minister out of it now. And, I, and, and you know, as I minister, I might show you how to make it out of confession. But it's only when the word of God becomes a part of you that it brings peace to your mind and peace to your heart. That it brings the power of God upon you. Because the power of God is a sister to righteousness. And see, if you were standing on your own righteousness, you can never walk in the true power of God. You have to stand in the righteousness of Jesus. And what self-righteousness does is it makes you think that you can work miracles uh, uh, and operate in faith based off your own holiness. And that's what I'm trying to destroy. I'm trying to destroy uh, self-righteousness. You know, one place in the book of John, I think the 16th chapter, it might be the 8th chapter or the 16th chapter, but it's in the book of John. It says, when the Holy Spirit come, he's going to reprove the world of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment. And I didn't understand that at first because it said it's going to reprove. And when it said reprove the world of righteousness, I, I was like, what in the world? Why, why would you reprove of righteousness? Think about it. The word reprove means to correct. Now, I can understand why it says you're going to correct the person of sin. I understand that. But I didn't understand why I was, say, why I was saying you're going to correct them of righteousness. Well, the correction of righteousness is men always wanted to be holy based off their own righteousness. That's why they'll cut themselves and all religions. They're trying to be righteousness off of works. And that's where the mistake comes in. Now, the, the another mistake is people think that if you tell people that they're righteous based off believing on Jesus, that that's going to give them a license to sin or they're going to have a desire to just practice sin. Any person who does that, they really hadn't received Christ yet. They don't understand it. Because when you really receive the Lord Jesus and you really know what he's done for you, 
it takes away the desire to sin. And then if you do sin, you have a repentant heart, which means you have an advocate with the Father also. So it's just it's a glorious revelation, but you have to really get it down in your heart. And the reason, I'm going to tell you why it's hard to get it in your heart, because you've been told something contrary to what I'm saying your whole life. You deal with your spouse based off their performance. You're mad at them based off what they've done to you in the past or things they've done in their life. You're mad at them about that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, you, and you judge people and deal with people according to what they do. So it's human, it's, it's a normal nature. What you have to do is you have to get rid of your nature and get the mind of Christ, the nature of Christ. Now let's go to Romans, the fifth chapter, verse one. It says, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justified means just as if I'd never sinned. Say this, say I'm justified by faith in the blood of Jesus. And so say this, I believe that I'm righteous just as if I never sinned. That's what justified. And you only justify by faith. What is faith? Of complete confidence in someone or something. So you know what faith is? It's complete confidence in the Lord Jesus Christ. But how do you release your faith? See, you can have faith and don't release it. Faith is released by saying, if you should say unto the mountain, the power over death and life is in your tongue. The tongue is a creative force. It's a powerful thing. Jesus, during his earthly ministry, he healed people with words. He spoke the seeds by words. His words was how his faith was released. He could have raised Lazarus with the day. Uh, well, I'm about to say he could, but he couldn't. He couldn't raise Lazarus from the dead without saying, Lazarus, come forth. See, so your faith is always released by words. So when it says you're justified by faith, it says you're justified by words. One place in Matthew, the 12th chapter, it says, By thy words you shall be justified, and by thy own words you shall be condemned. So you're justified by your words or faith. They're interchangeable. So therefore, being justified by words or by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So you have the peace according to your words. Now, verse 2, it says, By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Now, you get grace by words, by faith. It's all about what you say. Wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So a man would never rise above his, his confession. That's why you should have confessions like out of uh, uh, 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21. It's several confessions in those scriptures. One of them, you must confess that you are an ambassador of Christ. Ambassador means that you are a citizen of another place living here. You must confess it for it to be a reality. You must reassure yourself over and over and over again until it becomes second nature. You know your name. You know how to spell your name. You know how to write your name. It's second nature to know your name. That's how being an ambassador of Christ, it, it has to become on your consciousness. And it only gets on your consciousness by saying things. The old Hebrews, they would name their children purposely to, to reflect what they desired them to be. Like one of my sons named Ezekiel. It means the strength of God. The other one named Zacharias. It means remembered by God. The other one named Elizabeth. It means God is my oath. It means consecrated to God. Now my older ones, I didn't have this revelation yet. 
but they still have excellent names. Hallelujah. So what I'm saying is, is that when, when that's why God changed Abraham's name. So he can always be called the father of many nations. Well, the same principle works when you're trying to build Christ into your, your consciousness, into your spirit man. You must assure your heart that you are saved. You must assure your heart that you have eternal life. He that believeth on the Lord Jesus Christ hath eternal life. He's not trying to get it. And he shall not come into the judgment. See, you must reassure your heart that you are a love child of a love God. If you don't confess that, if you don't say that, you'll walk in hatred. Because you're not that hate, hate, hateful person you used to be. You're not that unforgiving person you used to be. You're not that drug addict. You're not that alcohol addict. You're not addicted. You're not a homemonger. You're not a prostitute. You don't cheat on your wife anymore. You're not a homosexual anymore. You're not a liar anymore. You must stop lying. You must stop stealing. You must stop cheating. You're not lazy anymore. You work laboring with your own hands. You're not those things anymore. Now, the only, the only way to change your habits, to change your spirit, to change your inner man, to change the way you think, to, to change the way you perceive things, is to get in the Word and meditate on the Word. Hallelujah. Verse 6, Romans 5 and 6, it says, For when we were without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. You remember I told you the other day, most of the people I see uh, healed through my ministry is, is the ones that are not saved. Christ died for them. Christ died for the ungodly. He didn't die for the self-righteous. If a person is self-righteous, they don't need Christ. If they're righteous by what they wear or what they don't do, they don't need Christ. Of course, you don't practice iniquity, but I have a lot to say, and I'm out of time. Be blessed.